Okay, welcome back to Understanding Childhood Cancer. I'm Dr. Jeff, and today I want to talk about Wilms tumour again. Uh, I already did a podcast on kidney tumours in childhood, and you really need to listen to that one first, otherwise this one isn't going to make sense. That one talked about a whole bunch of different kidney tumours that can occur in children, but we did talk about the fact that the most common kidney tumour in childhood is something called Wilms tumour. And the important thing in Wilms tumour is to determine whether it's the more common form of Wilms tumour that has what we call favourable histology or if there is the less common unfavourable histology seen by the pathologist under the microscope. Anyway, today I just want to talk about the different approaches that are taken to managing Wilms tumour in the United States of America and in Europe because the strategies are very different. Uh, both strategies are good, both have a lot of evidence and data to support the two strategies and it's not my intention today to tell you which strategy is better or worse but rather just to let you know what the two strategies are and then you'll just know about it and understand what's going on a bit better. Basically the American strategy when they have a child with a tumour of the kidney and where they think it's likely to be a Wilms tumour is to proceed to surgery as the first step. That is, to take out the tumour. That basically involves taking out the whole kidney, of course. The European approach is to give chemotherapy drugs to shrink the tumour and then proceed to surgery some five or seven or eight weeks later and then proceed to further chemotherapy. So in both strategies, generally, uh, chemotherapy is given following the removal of the tumour, but the European strategy involves a few weeks giving chemotherapy first to shrink the tumour and then proceeding to surgery. So let me talk about the American approach a bit more and then I can talk about the European one a bit more. So... A child that turns up with a tumour in the kidney will usually have had some tests performed. They've had an ultrasound probably and then eventually probably a CT scan and that has shown a tumour in the kidney and quite likely they've had some sort of x-ray of the lungs as well, whether it's a plain chest x-ray or a CT scan and that's to look for any evidence of whether this tumour might have spread outside of the kidney and into the lungs. But in any event, if the tumour has the appearances of being a Wilms tumour, then most of the time in American units, then surgery is the next step. And that's an operation. It's a pretty big operation to take out the whole kidney. Um, now, at the time of that surgery, it might be quite complicated because Wilms tumours are often very large tumours. I discussed that earlier. They're often very large and so the surgery is made complicated by the fact that they are very large. At the same time, the surgeon will normally sample the lymph nodes. You know, the lymph glands that are in the abdomen? Well, the surgeon would routinely sample some of those lymph nodes and send them to the pathologist as well. And that's to look to see whether the tumour has spread into the lymph nodes as well as being in the kidney. And all of that's important for determining what we call the stage of the tumour and then what drugs we need to use and whether we need to use radiotherapy as well. 
after the surgery has been performed, then the pathologist will have a chance to look at the tumour in all its detail and work out uh, where it is, has it been completely removed, has it spread to the lymph nodes, the scans will tell us has it spread to the lungs, and then the stage of the disease can be determined, stage one, two, three or four, and then what follows can be determined. And normally then chemotherapy is used, and either with two drugs or three chemotherapy drugs, and radiotherapy might be used, particularly in stage three and stage four disease. Now the Americans will speak to certain advantages to their approach. The main one would be that by removing the whole tumour at the start, the pathologist gets the whole tumour, the whole kidney to look at and can make a very accurate diagnosis about what sort of kidney tumour is present. Remember I talked about Wilms tumour with favourable histology, Wilms tumour with unfavourable histology, and then some other kidney tumour types like rhabdoid tumour and clear cell sarcoma, renal cell carcinoma. Well, if all you do is a little biopsy of the tumour and give that to the pathologists, well, they haven't got as much tissue to look at to be sure exactly what sort of tumour they're looking at. So being given the whole tumour, the entire kidney, uh, is a lot of tissue for the pathologist to analyse and they can have a very good look at a lot of tumour and be certain about what the diagnosis is. The other advantage with the American approach is that the child only needs to go to the operating room once. If the child is going to have pre-operative chemotherapy, then they need to go to the operating room at the start of treatment to have a central line put in and oftentimes a biopsy. And then later on, after some weeks of chemotherapy, then they need to have a second uh, procedure in the operating room to remove the tumour. So that's two anaesthetics. I suppose that's an advantage. It's probably got some health economics advantages as well. But our main interest here is in the child, of course. There are certain times when the American groups won't proceed to immediate surgery, and they're usually cases where the tumour is considered not operable. That is where it's judged not able to be removed safely. And there are well-established guidelines in the American protocols for this. They often involve whether the tumour has spread up the vein from the kidney and then further up the vein, uh, up beyond the hepatic veins that go to the liver or even higher up towards the heart. And there are certain other times when the tumour is not considered suitable for immediate surgical procedure. So in those circumstances, the Americans act more like Europeans, uh, give chemotherapy, get some shrinkage of the tumour, hopefully, and then proceed to surgery at a time when the tumour has been made operable. So that's the overall American approach, and they're the arguments that they'll put forward in favour of an immediate surgery being preferable to delayed surgery. The Europeans, on the other hand, they'll have a child that has an apparent kidney tumour on the scans and ultrasounds, and they may or may not perform a biopsy. It seems to vary uh, at times whether a biopsy is performed or not. When biopsies are performed of a kidney tumour, oftentimes it's done by what you call an interventional radiology biopsy or by a needle core biopsy performed by the surgeon. 
So this means instead of making a cut in the abdomen to get to the tumour and take a piece of it, instead their child is given an anaesthetic and then a needle is stuck through the skin into the tumour and then a core of tissue is taken with that needle and that's what's given to the pathologist. So that's a less invasive procedure. The amount of tissue that the pathologist gets though isn't as great as what the Americans give of course with a whole tumour or if an open biopsy was performed. But these days I think open biopsy is very rarely performed. If we're going with a biopsy it would normally be some sort of a needle biopsy. In any event the pathologist will look at that biopsy and make a diagnosis and if they say that it is Wilms tumour then chemotherapy begins. And the Europeans have had different combinations of chemotherapy over the years. Sometimes it's been four weeks of giving two different chemotherapy drugs. One's called vincristine and one's called actinomycin D. I think there were earlier times when it was six weeks. But anyway, it's sort of four to six weeks of chemotherapy and then a plan to take out the tumour at about week five or week seven, something like that. Now, very often the tumour shrinks spectacularly and really is a much smaller tumour and much easier for the surgeon to remove. On other occasions, the tumour doesn't shrink very much. There are times when the tumour even gets bigger during this chemotherapy. Now, that's a complicated business as well because sometimes a tumour that doesn't shrink is actually responding to the chemotherapy in favourable fashion, but it's leaving scar tissue behind and so it doesn't actually shrink. It's changed from a malignant appearance to a less malignant appearance, but it hasn't actually shrunk. So it's a bit of a complicated thing to be thinking about when you see what does the tumour do with the chemotherapy. Does it shrink and uh, become more suitable for cutting out, or does it not shrink, but that doesn't mean the chemotherapy's uh, not working. So complicated business. Anyway, I digress. In any event, after the surgeon removes the tumour at week 5 or week 7, then the pathologist gets a chance to look at the tumour in its entirety. Now they have the whole kidney and they can look at the tumour in greater detail. Now, this is an interesting thing because now they are also getting to see, well, what is the effect of the chemotherapy? So just like the American pathologist, they get to look at the tumour and how well has it been removed has it been completely removed? Has it spread to the lymph nodes? But also they are getting to look and see what was the effect of that first short course of chemotherapy. And the European pathologists will determine what effect was made by the chemotherapy and that alters the what you call risk stratification also. So if the tumour is seen to be, say, completely wiped out and apparently completely dead, well, that's a good thing, and that might mean that less chemotherapy is required to follow. On the other hand, if the tumour is still very much alive and thriving, well, that would be undesirable, and that might mean that we better use different drugs or stronger doses of drugs to follow. So that's how the European pathologist interprets things after surgery. So what do the Europeans say is better about their approach? Well, firstly, the surgeon oftentimes gets to operate on a smaller tumour. It's been shrunk with chemotherapy, it's smaller, and it's more readily removed. 
In addition, that surgery can be booked in and planned and not done as a semi-urgent procedure, but you know, performed in a planned fashion. That sometimes has some advantages. The Europeans may argue that there is a lower risk of the tumour rupturing during surgery. You can imagine if the surgeon goes in to remove a big tumour, one of the things that can go wrong is if the tumour ruptures because it's fragile, and so tumour cells can leak into the uh, area of the tumour or even into the whole abdomen, which is very undesirable and may mean that radiotherapy needs to be given to the whole abdomen, a very undesirable thing to happen indeed. So the Europeans may argue that, I think they have argued that, that they have a lower rate of tumour rupture. The other advantage they will say is that, well, they get to see the effect of the chemotherapy and then that helps them to determine, well, what chemotherapy will we follow the operation with? Should we just stay with the two drugs that we gave the first time round or might we change to some different drugs? And that's an advantage for their approach, I suppose. Now, I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of which approach is really better. I think overall that the results as far as the rate of curing Wilms tumour between North America and Europe is approximately the same. I think it's going to be very difficult for us ever to prove that one strategy is better than the other. I think that the chances of a big study being designed that compares the two are not great. So I think that both strategies have their advantages and I'm not going to venture an opinion as to which one I prefer. Certainly if the surgeon feels like there's some particular risk with surgery and the tumour isn't operable, well then we don't have much choice. Then we have to give chemotherapy and proceed to surgery later on. On the other hand, sometimes there are small Wilms tumours that are detected apparently early and look very amenable to surgery. Well, in those circumstances, it's hard to know what's better, European or American, and I don't think we really know the answer. Anyway, that's an introduction to all of this. I'll go on in subsequent podcasts to talk about the treatment of Wilms tumour more broadly and what drugs we use and radiotherapy, etc. But for now, that's it from me, Dr. Jeff. Bye now.